it known by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection, through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Catholic radio for your soul on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. Live from the KATH 910 AM studios in Las Colinas and broadcasting across North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. This is the Good News Show. Good afternoon and welcome to the Good News Show here on KTH 910 AM uh, on the Guadalupe Radio Network. I'm Dave Palmer along with Cecil Anderson. Uh, Joe Loney is in there getting trained. Got a great show for you today. In fact, in a moment, I'm going to introduce you to the new superintendent of Catholic schools in the Diocese of Dallas. A press release was sent out by Katie Kaiser, a communication director back in May uh, welcoming and introducing Dr. Rebecca Hamill as the new leader of Catholic schools in the Diocese of Dallas. She comes from Knoxville, Tennessee, had great success there. She's in studio with me, so we are going to come and talk to her from about 10 after to 30 after. Also, school choice is a big uh, topic that she is um, interested in, and the bishops, of course, are interested in that as well in the state of Texas. We'll talk about that and her vision of uh, Catholic school education in the Diocese of Dallas. So it's a real honor to have her here. Thank you to Katie Kaiser for uh, arranging that. And then at about 33 after the hour, since it is the second Monday of the month, we're going to have our regular Catholic pro-life community segment of the Good News Show. And as uh, is typically the case, Gerilyn Kaminsky, who's the executive director of the CPLC, along with her communication director, Frank Gonzalez, will be in here. And they have a lot to talk about, as you might expect. Uh, Susan Platt also will be joining us by phone they have a bilingual Respect Life Mass coming up. Uh, one of my favorite events of the whole year, uh, partially because it's a really great event and also because it signals in, uh, in my mind, uh, the beginning of Advent, is their Christ Child Marketplace and Luncheon, which is coming up and uh, right around the corner. So they'll talk about that. Also, a Prayer Hearts Prayer Vigil Program they'll discuss as well. And Susan always gets us up to date on all the latest uh, legislative and news otherwise affecting the pro-life cause. Uh, before that, a few things. I want to bring Cecil Anderson, our North Texas assistant, into the conversation. And uh, Cecil... This last weekend was crazy busy, wasn't it? <laughs> it was very, very busy. The Forward Diocese had a lot of big festivals. Yeah, I know. I guess it's probably good that they were all Fort Worth. I mean, this weekend we're going to be more Dallas oriented. Um, well, we'll be. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. But uh, Cecil and I, to you know, collectively had three live remotes on Saturday. So at nine o'clock, I was at St. Catherine of Siena, Carrollton. Uh, Autumn Fest, mm-hmm. thanks to Shirley Meyer and all the uh, Father Sushil and all the good folks out there. I did that, and then I zipped over to St. Elizabeth and Seton Parish in Keller, and they were having their fall festival, and we were there on the air with them from uh, 2 to 3. 
And then I zipped over to Flower Mound. I did a lot of zipping you on Saturday. You did a lot of yeah. zipping. And gave the equipment to Sissel. <laughs> and then uh, what, I heard, yeah, yeah, that was a pretty interesting broadcast, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, it was. We broadcasted live from the St. Philip Fest at St. Philip the Apostle in Flower Mound, which is my home parish. So I always enjoy getting to do that because I get to talk to people I already mm-hmm. know very well. Um, but yes, I got into a coughing fit. I don't know if the people on the air, they probably heard it a little bit. I tried to turn my mic off while someone else was talking. Um, and in the midst of that, we, we t- Father Matania took a tumble. Uh, <laughs> backwards is that the first chair. ever that, uh, i think so i honestly thought this is hilarious i mean he was just want to make sure clear he was in very good spirits he was laughing the whole time but it was just very funny because suddenly father mcdaniel was sitting next to me and suddenly he was not sitting next to me yeah. and the remote equipment kind of went flying a little bit but uh, i'm sure for everyone listening it was quite an amusing yeah. um, i think he's a pretty young priest i yeah. mean you know oh, if yeah. it had been like a 90 year old priest or something yeah, that would have been that, a, that, lot a lot more, more serious you yeah. know and i was like how do I, how does one handle this on the air i'm not yeah. sure well, other than just to laugh and say i, I was not listening but i'd love down. to hear how you handle that <laughs> um so all right so thanks to those parishes and we have some more coming up uh this weekend we don't have any live remotes but we are going to be at saint edward parish doing parish talks they only have one english mass i think at noon so we'll be there and of course the spanish team as well i think we're going to be at santa clara of assisi parish um this weekend uh, as well, doing uh, um, I, I, I actually having a booth, mm-hmm. and so um, is that. Uh, yeah, is that uh, okay? I, I, I have to clarify. Or is that the following weekend? But anyways, I thought it was next weekend. Okay, but <laughs> yeah, I think I think it is next weekend. The we have a lot of things right? going on. Dave. There's a lot going on. Yeah, and also we want to just ask you to pray for the repose of the soul of Father Alan Hawkins, who is a beloved priest in the Diocese of Fort Worth. He is uh, was my pastor for many years at St. Mary the Virgin in, um, in Arlington. In fact, he and his wife, Josie, converted uh, to Catholicism, and he was an Anglican priest. And not only did he come over, but most of the congregation of his church came over. The actual physical building became Catholic <laughs> and uh, it's it's where I worship to this day and so it's, it's quite an amazing story it happened back in the 90s and then he retired and he spent most of his retirement years at St. Philip the Apostle and so the, the Mass will be tomorrow to, I mean I'm sorry Wednesday at 11 o'clock right? Wednesday at 11 o'clock at St. Philip the Apostle and uh, Bishop Olson's actually going to be celebrating it yes the St. Philip community is also in a lot of mourning because he was in retirement but he really wasn't because he was there every Sunday from about nine years celebrating mm-hmm. at least yeah. one Mass Great homilist. So, yes, uh, he had good. that uh, very English accent, you know, that Oxford accent. Yes. And, <laughs> the uh, word of the a, Lord. Put, yes. Yeah, put a lot of uh, work and preparation into his homilies and always dug back into the history of the, of the church and uh, literary figures. And so he will certainly be missed. And he has two uh, children. In fact, one, his daughter, um, I believe, works at one of the parishes in Grand Prairie. I want to say St. Michael's. I may be wrong about that. But uh, anyways, he will be missed. Um, but God bless him. Please, uh, we never want to assume anybody just shoots to heaven. So play, pray for the repose of his soul. And uh, if you're able to, get uh, go to the Mass at St. Philip's at 11 o'clock on Wednesday. My parish, St. Mary the Virgin, is going to have their regular Wednesday Mass at noon. And that will be a Requiem Mass for Father Allen, uh, which will probably be starting, you know, as the, the, the his official funeral Mass will be kind of wrapping up over there at St. Philip. So, uh, all right. So um, one other thing I want to mention real quickly is that uh, our friends at uh, Tex, uh, uh, Texans for Life are having <laughs> that same day, October 21st, lots going on. 
uh, an evening of celebration and praise with Mark Hauk. Now, Mark Hauk is um, the guy who the federal agents stormed his home back in earlier this year and arm, you know, guns drawn in front of his kids and they arrested him. And it was like way big, way too big of a, of a show of force for arresting one guy for something that they had kind of dredged up It ended up. He was subsequently acquitted for all charges. And uh, Mark also used to have a show on our station. And so and I, I know Mark and um, but you remember that 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 situation. Well, he's going to be their guest speaker. It's going to be at the Weston Dallas Fort Worth Hotel, Saturday, October 21st, 5 p.m. silent auction, 6 p.m. Oh, 7 p.m. dinner. And uh, they've given us some tickets. And so if you would like a couple of tickets to that uh, call right now, Cecil will answer the phone. Uh, 877-757-9424. We have two sets of two tickets uh, for Texans for Life Coalition annual benefit dinner on October 21st. Uh, guest speaker will be Mark Houck, so you can hear his side of the story on that. But if you'd like to go to that, call now and uh, claim a couple of tickets as a special thank you for listening and being part of the, the KTH family. Nine, um, I'm sorry, 877-757-9424. Nine four two four. Okay, eight seven 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 five seven nine four two four. If you want to get a couple of uh, tickets to that event, all right. Does that cover everything? Is there anything else you want to talk about? I think that covered everything. That was a lot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a lot. Okay, well, let's uh, right on time. Let's get to our first guest. And as I mentioned, the as of uh, May sixteenth, the Diocese of Dallas. Announced Dr. Rebecca Hamill is the new leader of the Catholic schools in the Diocese of Dallas. She was selected after a nationwide search to fill the superintendent's post. Um, I'll give you a little bit of background information on her, and then uh, we'll bring her into the conversation. She earned a bachelor's degree in elementary education from Indiana State University, a master's degree in education administration and supervision from Butler University, and then she got her Ph.D. in Catholic education leadership and policy from Catholic University of America in Washington, D.C. And she's described as a creative thinker, a consensus and trust builder, and a results-driven superintendent. So that's a lot of great stuff to, to say about you. Dr. Hamill, thanks for coming here. Nice to, nice to meet you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, and you are a product of Catholic education yourself. Can you kind of tell us a little bit about your upbringing and sure. a little bit more about yourself and your family or whatever you think you'd like us to, to know? Well, I'm glad you mentioned my family because they truly were my first educators, right? Our parents are our first educators. I was fortunate to grow up in a home with both parents um, that took me to church through the weekend. I'm one of six and um, attended Catholic school from first grade through 12th grade. At that time, kindergarten was not offered as an option in our, our local Catholic school, but that doesn't date me too far, I hope. Um, but I had a, a beautiful upbringing, and I knew always I wanted to be a teacher. Um, so I quickly pursued that in my college studies. And then I spent five years, six years, excuse me, in the classroom and um, jumped into administration. So at the age of 28, I was a, a principal for an elementary school. And I've been very fortunate throughout my career to have been able to move to a couple different places where I gained experience in um, diocesan elementary schools, independent elementary schools, and then as an associate superintendent for the Archdiocese of Atlanta. 
After that, I became the superintendent for the Catholic schools in Nashville. And then here I am in Dallas and as superintendent of schools. So again, very blessed upbringing in a beautiful Catholic family um, with both of my parents kind of leading the way. In fact, my father was a Catholic school educator as well. He was our high school principal. <laughs> yeah. So when you were in high school, your dad was principal? At that time, he was the dean, but ultimately yeah. he became the principal of the high school, yes. Oh, wow. Now, I was going to ask you what it was about education, about teaching that uh, attracted you, because I think a lot of people are, are, are terrified of being a teacher and looking out at that classroom. And uh, was it your dad's influence and in seeing the, you know, the, your own father doing it that kind of inspired you to, to take on that yourself? Most definitely it was his influence. I mean, he, he worked at that high school my entire life actually. So the high school was like our second home. But as a child, I always wanted to play school. I had little brothers that could be my students. And um, that worked out beautifully for me. Um, what I didn't know then as I was dreaming about being a teacher and being in Catholic education was the reward that I would get as um, an adult. And, mm -hmm. you know, as much as you give in, and, and I've been blessed tenfold and have just seen some beautiful things happen throughout my career. So it is a gift. It's one of the most noble professions I believe there is, and I do believe it also takes a special person and, and a calling for our folks who, who come in every day and just love and um, teach our students. Yeah, very nice. You had great success in Nashville, where, according to the press release, you attained the highest enrollment in 10 years. Uh, you structured, incorporated, and grew a program for children with intellectual and developmental disabilities, which I'm grateful for. We have a son on the autism spectrum, and actively and successfully advocated for Catholic faith-based education in the public arena. Uh, um, enrollment clearly must be something that all Catholic schools are, are concerned about. There's a lot of competition with charter schools and homeschooled and public schools. How, what was your strategy in Nashville that you're bringing to Dallas? Well, one of the things we, we did first was to understand the landscape. What did people know and believe about Catholic education? Because there are a lot of myths out there. Um, as we learned in Nashville, they believed you had to be Catholic to attend a Catholic school, and that is not the case. We welcome all who desire that Catholic education, who want to have the, the strong faith and moral grounding embedded in their education. So we started to just work toward retelling our story, and that paid off beautifully. We grew um, 12% over a two-year span of time, and our schools worked really hard to make sure that people knew their story, to knew what they could, to know what they could offer uh, families who were interested in our schools. Mm -hmm. I I've interviewed a lot of principals of Catholic schools, and I I asked them a couple of questions. I'll ask you the same: is you know what what uh, what is so unique? You mentioned the faith aspect. I mean, I think most people think that Catholic schools are going to get a really great education, but that that faith that no other school can incorporate like a Catholic school can. How valuable is that? And how would you describe the value of of a faith based education in a Catholic school? It's one of the best gifts we can give our children, truly. It is one of the things um, that we can do for them in their lives that puts them on that very path that, that God creates us to be on, that transcendent journey, 
right? So that we are understanding our, our role as a, as a child of God and moving through life and understanding how our role in this world, our mission by God can help us build the community and build the, the common good, if you will, to use a term that's often thrown around, but to, to be something and someone who contributes to the overall betterment of the world and then ultimately to return home to our heavenly father knowing that we've lived a a good life Mm -hmm. my guest is dr rebecca hamill she is the new superintendent of catholic schools for the diocese of dallas and what was it about this position that attracted you clearly you had success in nashville i'm sure you enjoyed the job there but what was it about the dallas superintendent job that, that appealed to you I was taken by um, uh, several things. One, we love Dallas. My husband and I both love Texas and wanted to get back to Texas. And Dallas is um, a great opportunity because it's a large system of schools. And so I was up for that challenge. Um, Not only is it triple the number of students that we had in Nashville, but uh, double the number of of, uh, schools. But the sheer number, 1.3 million Catholics in this local community, in this diocese, is simply amazing. And I wanted to to be part of that. Mm-hmm. So when this position became available, I, I thought about those things and, and obviously pursued the, the position, and, and here we are now. Yeah, I see that uh, Katie provided some uh, information about Catholic schools in the Diocese of Dallas. 14,000 students enrolled in 36 schools in the Diocese of Dallas. And uh, I, I'm guessing you would like to have that number be bigger than that, Absolutely. right? I mean, well, what, uh, yeah, because you, like you say, over a million Catholics in the diocese mm-hmm. and 14,000 kids are going to schools. What, uh, you probably don't have an exact number, but uh, how, how big do you, do you think it should be? Or how big, how many students would you like to have in those schools? Well, we would love to offer um, our, all of the, our available seats to, to students and families who desire that Catholic education because we know that we're doing something different. And we're not only doing something different for the family or the child. We're doing something different for the family. And so we would love to give all of those vacant seats to to our students. One thing that is great about our number this year, we have the largest elementary enrollment than we have seen in three years. Mm. So that obviously is a good trajectory for our high schools. Um, And we would love to continue to see that number grow. Yes, uh, Dr. Rebecca Hamill is the new superintendent of, of Catholic schools in the Diocese of Dallas. And of course, to fill those empty seats, sometimes you got to raise money because uh, I'm guessing that's one of perhaps it's a misconception or reality is that people say, I can't afford Catholic schools. You know, what would you say to that when somebody says, I would, I'd love to send my kid to Catholic school, but I can't afford it? There's always a way. Mm-hmm. We would want those families to reach out to us to find the school that is the best fit for them and, and come visit, come talk to us, because there typically is a way for us to make this happen. We're blessed with the endowment trust here and um, the the dollars that are offered to us via, through various scholarships. And um, there's uh, local aid often available at, and for families to just come and see what we're about. Often then it becomes a matter of, something we can manage in our budget. So 
I mentioned May 16th you were hired, and that's right around the end of one school year, and then you had uh, several months to kind of get geared up for the fall. What have the uh, last uh, five months been like you? What was the, the you know, the, the, how did you get acquainted uh, with your new position? Well, I actually did not move here until June, and I started in July. So these last few months have been just getting to know the landscape. I've met so many great people, a lot of community leaders, certainly all of our school leaders, um, and people who want to make this work. So I've spent a lot of time in the car visiting a lot of different places, and I have to say my favorite thing is to go to our schools and see our students in action. Yeah, so driving around to a lot of the schools, meeting the principals and the administration. Um, Let's talk about school choice. This is something that has been in the news a lot. I understand that where you come from in uh, Tennessee, they they, they have it. Um, Just from a very basic standpoint, if somebody doesn't even know what we're talking about, what is school choice and why are you an advocate and the the bishop's an advocate of it? Well, parental choice um, in in Texas is being considered right now by our legislators, and what they are considering is offering an education savings account to families who um, just need another option. So we have to consider families who typically are just zoned to a school. And they don't have the luxury of moving to um, the, the highest performing school system. So we believe as a church that all families ought to have that option to choose the best fit school for their children. They are the child's primary educator. They know their child the best and therefore should have the choice of where to send that child to school. And we firmly believe that this is an opportunity to to care for the the poor and vulnerable to make sure that all families who want something different for their children have this opportunity. So that's what our legislators are are discussing and debating here and now. And would it be as simple, because obviously if a, if a child goes to a public school, there's money that has to be earmarked for that child because you got to pay the teachers and pay, you know, keep the, keep the AC on. Would it be as simple as saying, okay, the money that we would have given to little Sally if she went to public school A, we're going to give to her parents so that that parent, those parents can decide, no, I, I would rather go to St. Mark's School in Plano. Is, 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 is that overly simplistic or is that kind of how it works? No, that is, it is very close to how that works. It's a, a matter of choice for the family. So it would be a portion of the state allocated dollars that would follow the child to, um, really to follow the family because the family would have the opportunity to choose whichever school, maybe even a homeschool situation and, and utilize those dollars that were proportioned to them to attend a public school, but to use them in a manner uh, more suitable to the needs of their family. It seems like everybody should say, well, what's wrong with that? But I'm guessing it's the ISDs that are opposed to this because they will end up losing students and also have to compete uh, with the Catholic schools. Is that the, is that the biggest uh, um, challenge is the ISDs that are opposing this or how, who, what's, what's the, uh, the argument on the other side? Look, we know a lot of great things happen in our ISDs every single day, and we're proud to share in this education with them. Um, but that is one of the myths that is out there that, you know, the, the, there will be a mass exodus of students leaving, and that just has not proven to be the case in other states that have enacted this kind of legislation. Something else that is often a concern is that the, the, 
you know, the test scores will, will be different in this, in the public schools or ISDs. And, you know, all we've seen, studies have shown statistically in every state that has enacted this and enacted legislation like this, that their test scores improve and that we, the schools get better. So there's a lot of misinformation out there that mm-hmm. really needs to um, be clarified because other states have done this ahead of us and all results have been more positive. And I think we need to understand those things. And so we actually have some studies on our website that parents who are more interested in understanding can check out. All right. And um, where are we legislatively with this? I know it came up a few months ago and the bishops of the state of Texas were really pushing it. My understanding is that it didn't pass at that time. Well, where are we? Is it getting recharged or what, what kind of timeline do we have before the legislators will vote on this again? Well, that's something that is continually changing. The the session just got back in uh, very, very recently. So that is something that is um, remains to be seen as far as the absolute deadline. But yes, you are correct. It has been in front of legislators before and it was turned down. Um, The bill that is being considered now, uh, I hope we'll have a vote really soon, but that remains to be seen by our legislators. Mm -hmm. The fight continues, huh? The fight continues. And I can only imagine what a boom that would be for Catholic schools if parental choice was passed when, and, and the money in the pockets of all these families that were able to put that towards the school of their choice. So I guess we'll pray for that. Is there anything that our listeners can do? Um, yeah. Talk to their you know, legislators or what, what, what can they do to kind of push the needle a little bit? Certainly, we would invite your listeners to contact their legislators to let them know that we support parent choice. Parents have that right to choose where their children go to school. They should not be forced by a zip code um, to determine where they go to school. So there is something called School Choice Sunday. It is October 15th, and we are asking parents to contact their legislators to, again, let them know of their support for parental choice. And that's this weekend, that isn't is it? This weekend, okay, this yes. weekend. Hence the, uh, the, the timeliness of uh, this interview. So yes. October 15th, this Sunday is, uh, did school you say? School Choice Sunday. School Choice Sunday. Okay, very good. Is there anything else about School Choice you'd like to mention? I do want to ask you about the, the plans or anything related to the future of the Diocese of Dallas, but uh, anything else about that before we move on to another topic? We have we have a lot of resources on our webpage, so I would just direct folks to go to cathdal.org, um, and School Choice is one of the floating banners at the top that people could take a look at. We have a lot of good materials and resources there. All right. Uh, my guest, Dr. Rebecca Hamill, the new leader of Catholic schools in the Diocese of Dallas. She was selected back in May as the new superintendent of Catholic schools. You can go to the general website for the Dallas Diocese, cathdow.org, and find out more about what's going on this Sunday with the School Choice uh, Sunday. So I know it's only been a couple of months and you're getting the landscape, but what can people perhaps see in the future as far as your vision of uh, Catholic school education, the Dallas Diocese. Anything, uh, any plans that you'd like to reveal live on the radio with me today? <laughs> sure. Well, certainly as the superintendent of schools, 
We're looking at all things operational vitality. So um, that, that means we're looking at opportunities like school choice for, for those schools that could grow a little bit more. We would like to make our ministry of education available to more folks and, and to tell our story so people truly understand the goodness that happens within our schools and that path that we can help families put their child on and then certainly all the rewards that come from that. Yeah, now the now that I don't have to tell you this, but the Dallas Diocese is growing by leaps and bounds. And as you go further north, right. like maybe in Allen and McKinney, you know, you've got John Paul II High School. Uh, might be a need for something else up there. Is there anything in, in, in the works or um, as you, you know, further north? What, what are the right. plans up there? Well, there are discussions. We, of course, have St. Mary's up in Sherman, but there are discussions for a new school. We are looking at that and talking about planning for, for that in, in that northern part of our diocese. Um, but all of that is is still in discussion and looking for opportunities to make that happen because, again, we want to make sure a Catholic education is available to all families. And that area in the Frisco and North area is just booming and with growth. So we want to make our reach there, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If somebody is listening right now and they, they're maybe just like, I, I just want to see what the, the nearest Catholic school is to where I am. Are, are those all listed on the website or, or what can what can they do? Okay. They are beautifully put out on a map that, again, through our website, families could find pretty easily. But we are throughout the, the nine counties and the diocese. So uh, definitely take a look for us there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you moved here in July um, and it was like 110 for, you know, six, seven weeks straight. Did, did you ever think like, uh, I think we may have made a mistake. No. Now, now the weather's beautiful, right? But it, it was a brutal summer. It was a brutal <laughs> summer but we we like the heat and again we're just so thrilled to be in dallas we didn't mind that one bit all right very good well thank you for coming uh ask uh, of course the, the the biggest thing our listeners can do is to pray uh for dr hamill and her team all the principals it's a it's a challenging job she has and principals and teachers have but it's also comes with a lot of reward and um i know that from personal experience of, of being a teacher for many years um, and uh, the website is cathdow.org. Is there anything else you'd like our listeners to know about Catholic schools other than to consider them and, <laughs> and, and pray for school choice uh, Sunday this, this weekend, right? Any support that can be um, garnered for, for school choice would be greatly appreciated. And then just know that um, all of our students pray for our communities, so we appreciate your prayers as well. All right. Thank yeah. you very much. It's great to see you. And again, Thank thanks you. to Katie Kaiser, who's doing a fabulous job as communication director for the Dallas Diocese. And before we take a break, I just want to remind you, I think we might have at least one uh, set of tickets remaining for the Texans for Life Coalition Annual Benefit Dinner. Mark Houck is going to be their speaker. And uh, he's the one who was uh, acquitted of charges. The FBI stormed his house. I mean, they're like 30 FBI agents all you know, with with guns drawn in front of his fa- yeah, fa- family. And he's going to tell his story October 21st at the Weston Dallas Fort Worth Hotel. If you would like to go, we've got a couple of tickets that we can give you. Uh, call 877-757-9424, 877-757-9424. It's the second Monday of the month. And so that means the CPLC segment is coming up next. Gerilyn Kaminsky, Frank Gonzalez, Susan Platt, telling us all that you need to know about the pro-life uh, battles and also some of the things going on with the Catholic pro-life community. So take a break, and we will come back with that right after this. 
Join us in praying a Hail Mary for those who are disabled and homebound. May they keep the flame of hope burning in their hearts. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Looking for a career move where you can put your faith into action as you build relationships within your local community? Decided Excellence Catholic Media is one of the fastest growing private media companies in North America. We are seeking media, marketing, and sales professionals who want to join our team to produce exclusive faith-filled magazines that support local businesses. To learn more about Decided Excellence Catholic Media, please visit DecidedExcellence.com. That's DecidedExcellence.com. The Guadalupe Radio Network thanks John Morrison with Morrison Heating and Air for his support of the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Morrison Heating and Air specializes in heating and air conditioning service for the counties of Denton, Collin, Cook, and Grayson. You can contact John with Morrison Heating and Air by calling 940-597-6099. That's 940-597-6099 for Morrison Heating and Air. Join Mater Dei Parish in Irving for a 24-hour rosary procession in honor of Our Lady of Fatima, beginning with the Angelus and a procession on Thursday, October 12th at 6 p.m. and ending with the Angelus at 6 p.m. on Friday, October 13th. A 15-decade rosary will start at the top of every hour with an outdoor procession around the chapel led by a true relic of the cross. Candles, banners, and appropriate images are welcome to honor Our Lady of Fatima. The event will conclude with benediction, mass, and a potluck social. Please visit materdayparish.com for more information. Join the community of St. Martin de Porres in Prosper for their fall festival with rides, games, entertainment, bingo, and much more. The festival will be held on Saturday, October 21st from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. The annual fall festival has something for the whole family with outdoor fun and indoor shopping at the Holiday Market. KATH Radio 910 a.m. will broadcast live from this fun family event. For more information on this fun fall festival, please visit the website of St. Martin de Porres at stmartindp.org slash fallfestival. All right, fall festival season is underway, and we have been to a lot of them, and uh, we love being out and about. We have great equipment that can uh, be set up anywhere, and so there's going to be a lot more of those to come, and uh, great to meet Dr. Hamill and the superintendent of Catholic schools for the Diocese of Dallas, and uh, as I mentioned a couple of times, it is the second Monday of the month, and we're so honored that uh, Geraldine Kaminsky, the executive director of the Catholic Pro-Life Community and director of communication, Frank Gonzalez, come in studio. And we always almost have uh, Susan Platt on the phone with us to get us up to date on legislative news. And uh, this is no exception. They are here in studio with me, and they've got a lot to talk about. So if uh, Susan, are you there? Can, uh, do we have a good connection with you? I believe we do. Yeah, gosh, it sounds like you're uh, like you're standing next to us. It's so crystal clear. <laughs> God bless technology. So what I do is I kind of take a, 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 a step back and just kind of throw it over to you, Geraldine. And uh, thanks for coming in. Good to see you. I know you guys have a lot to talk about. Well, don't you? thank you. And it's great to be here. Happy fall. And the weather is cooperating. It's fall for today. I heard yeah, you speaking nice. before. The temperatures about, are falling, aren't they? We don't they? know about tomorrow, but yeah. it's fall today. So thank you. We really appreciate the opportunity to be here. And we have a an item-packed half hour with you and so I will ask uh, well actually I want to welcome Frank uh, our director of marketing and 
communications here with us and Susan, our director of community outreach and prayer. Susan, I, I feel sure you have a prayer to lead off our segment. I do. <laughs> Thank I do. you. Happy Respect Life Month and uh, happy October. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, as we usually begin with a prayer, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. O united hearts of Jesus and Mary, you are all grace, all mercy, all love. Let our hearts be joined to yours so that our every need is present in your united hearts. Most especially, shed your grace upon our country to be a culture of life. Help us to recognize and accept your loving will in our lives. Amen. Our Lady of Guadalupe, Protectress of the Unborn, pray for pray us. St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse and terror of demons, pray, pray for, for us. us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Susan, there's lots going on in the news. Um, can you share with the listeners uh, some of the highlights? Yes, there, there is a lot going on. Our big news involves the Supreme Court. They've agreed to hear the abortion pill case this term. Now, earlier this year, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled that the Food and Drug Administration had to restore safeguards for chemical abortion pills. Now, this ruling also prohibits sending abortion pills through the mail, which the FDA had been allowing since 2021 in violation of federal law. Both the Biden administration and the drug manufacturer appealed the Fifth Circuit's decision to the Supreme Court, and on Thursday of last week, the court granted certiorari, which just means that they'll hear this case. Uh, sending dangerous abortion pills by mail could face restrictions. So we're going to be following the court's deliberations on that. Um, another uh, news item, we have the shout-out abortion movement. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but they're the ones that try to convince women that they should be proud of their abortions. Uh, and they have started placing billboards across southern states to try and get abortion-vulnerable women to travel to Illinois, where abortion is not just legal, but they celebrate it. Uh, one billboard reads, God's plan includes abortion. Mm. Wow. We pray for their minds and their hearts to be open to the mm -hmm. truth. Uh, to counter this movement in Florida, the 40 Days for Life campaign has put up a billboard that reads, Life, a choice both mom and baby can live with, which I think is just beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, we also have uh, things going on in Ohio again. Uh, they're facing an upcoming pro-abortion ballot measure in November uh, that would amend their state constitution to enshrine the right of abortion. Uh, and on Friday, uh, pro-lifers in the thousands marched through the streets of downtown Columbus, Ohio, um, protesting and um, marching so that the... Uh, Pro-abortion bill will not pass for the con their constitution. Uh, Pro-abortion groups like Planned Parenthood and the ACLU have targeted Ohio. Uh, they are funding volunteers. They're distributing false information in an effort to alter the constitution to allow late-term abortions and to take away parents' rights over their children's abortions or sex alteration procedures. So we're, we are praying for Ohio. Please pray for Ohio that life will win. Uh, we do have uh, some good news in Texas. Uh, Texas County has banned abortion travel on their roads. 
um, late last month, commissioners in Cochrane County, Texas, voted to outlaw the use of local roads to travel to New Mexico for abortions. This county borders on New Mexico. The new law imposes penalties on those using the roads to drive women seeking abortions, but it does specify that pregnant women are not subject to prosecution or any penalty. And Cochran County joins other Texas counties that have passed similar ordinances. And other good news, in uh, 2022, the Texas birth rate increased by 4.7%, and this Mm -hmm. is the largest increase in the country. And uh, finally, we are also in the season of the hikes for life. We had the uh, hike for life in Garland this weekend, uh, beautiful weather and lots of fun. And the hikes brings donations for pregnancy resource centers and pro-life ministries in the area where the hike is held. Is held. Um, October 21st will be the hike at Bachman Lake, Lake, and on October 28th, the hike is at Flagpole Hill in Dallas. Um, for more information about being a part of the hike, uh, you can go to hikeforlifetexas.com. And uh, I know the uh, uh, superintendent of schools for uh, for Dallas was talking about um, getting in touch with your state representative and state senator for Texas School Sunday. Uh, you can go to who represents me if you're not sure who that person is, and they'll have contact information there. And you can also go to txcatholic.org, that's the uh, bishops of the state of Texas, and they have information on school choice. So if you want to know more about the bills that are being discussed, the session just started, the special session just started yesterday. Uh, No, I'm sorry, it's today. It's today, still Monday. (laughs) Uh, And they will, um, they have uh, uh, committee hearings scheduled for tomorrow. So it's going to be a good time to let your representatives know um, how you feel about school choice and about getting your, your kids educated. Um, you can stay informed by signing up for other alerts, uh, prolifedallas.org and, uh, for CPLC and also the United States Catholic Conference of Bishops, um, usccb.org slash prolife. Uh, they have, they send out e-alerts and if you do the state and the national and ours, you will be uh, well informed. Thank you. Thank you, Susan. Thanks, Susan. You are most welcome. While we got you on on the line, um, I think we need to transition and talk a little bit more about or talk a little bit about a new program, uh, kind of a pilot program. It's a prayer vigil program that we're going to be implementing, implementing, if not in October, this fall. Uh, It's called Prayerful Hearts. And... um, what it is is basically where there is a uh, a Planned Parenthood in in uh, the Addison area, uh, Farmers Branch Addison area that uh, recently opened up, and we're going to. It's kind of like playing off the old um, prayer vigils for Forty Days for Life, where we'll actually have individuals and groups be out there on the streets praying outside the doors of this Planned Parenthood location, and so we're. Um, trying to develop this program right now. We're just starting to introduce it, get the word out about it, hopefully get people to start signing up for it. Uh, we'll do similar to like the 40 days where we'll have signs, we'll have uh, brochures for people that uh, that they can hand out to uh, somebody who is contemplating an abortion or going into the that facility to get more information about it. Uh, but we're there to just offer prayerful assistance and have prayerful hearts uh, to be able to to help those people make the right choice uh, when they are considering, uh, you know, an abortion or, or getting information about it. Um, 
Susan, can you can I give us can you give us a little bit more as far as how this you know kind of started and and what we what the plans are to uh, to to put Preffel Hearts into action? Yeah, it's it is different because uh, since uh, abortion is banned in Texas, um, it's not the same as having a, a sidewalk counselor presence there. Uh, most of these women are, are seeking referrals to other states, uh, places that they can go to to get abortions. And the, the problem is, the issue is that about 80% of women say that they would not have gone through with an abortion if they knew that there was help available. And so we've, we've got that gap. We've still got to let them know that there is help available. And there are pregnancy help help centers. They um, are several in the area and they just need to know who they are and where they are. So that's one of the things that we want to do is be able to hand out that information to the people praying on the sidewalk. So we're we're providing information. We're also um, one of the things that Planned Parenthood is doing is transgender hormone therapy mm-hmm. uh, and even uh, offering uh, hormones uh, to clients that come in for their first visit. They don't have to have a, a letter from their therapist. Uh, they just have to say that they want hormone blockers and after a 30-minute consultation, uh, they can get their medication. Uh, We want them to be able to know that they don't have to make that choice right away. So we're also going to have access to information for uh, people that can help them so they can determine what what it is they really are, uh, what's causing their their pain, uh, what they actually need to do to help themselves. Um, so we also want to be out there in prayer because that's that's what we do first and foremost, and we want to be uh, witnesses to life. That so many people think we're done, everything's over, we've got abortion banned, we don't have to do more, but we need to be there for these people that that need help, that still need information, they need a place to go where they can get help. Yeah, and Susan, you know, one thing that just always is in my mind are those times where we're speaking to somebody who who stopped uh, their action, stopped seeking the abortion, stopped seeking the the hormone therapy, and what they have often said is, "I prayed to God that there would be a sign." As I was mm-hmm. making this decision, and I know that on one particular Good Friday, uh, there were a hundred and something people standing outside Southwestern Abortion Facility, and the the woman said, and there were a hundred signs from God that I should not do this. And she drove up, talked to some people, and then drove away. But we do, we have to really double down on prayer for hearts and minds to be changed because it's not over. And um, there are a lot of deceptive practices going on, and we need to strengthen ourselves and our communities uh, by witnessing in prayer. So we're excited about prayerful hearts. Everyone just stay tuned. Check out ProLifeDallas.org for the latest news on that. We are reaching out to area parishes as well uh, and Knights of Columbus groups to join us there on the sidewalk. Certainly anybody can join us, but stay tuned to our website for more info on that. Uh, thank you, Susan. We appreciate that uh, information. And, you know, one other thing that and while you're still there, Susan, we, we do want to also put in a, a plug for uh, Saturday, October the 28th, which is going to be our annual Respect Life Bilingual Mass. Uh, yes. Take, and it's taking place at St. Patrick's uh, Catholic Church on Ferndale Road in Dallas at 5 o'clock p.m. with our uh, primary celebrant, Auxiliary Bishop 
Greg Kelly. Yes, I, I love this uh, mass. It's it's beautiful, uh, bilingual mass, and uh, Bishop Kelly also will give a special blessing to um, volunteers and staff members of all the pro-life groups that have come together. Uh, and we thank Father Charles Gathenji so much for having uh, us at St. Patrick's. It's a beautiful church. They're wonderful folks, and uh, we're so glad to be there. Um, we'll also have uh, a ministry fair after, immediately after Mass and a reception so that people can uh, meet the other sponsors of the 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 mass and the ministry fair um we've got catholic charities hike for life birth choice white rose dawn of mercy materfilius and bella house and of course uh, cplc will also have information there so if you have any interest in finding out more about any of these ministries uh be a part of the apostolate uh if you feel called or if you just need information to pass along to somebody else uh, we'll be there and be glad to answer any questions for you. You know, and, and one of the things I think that's that's really key for you know somebody like like me, I'm relatively new to the 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 pro life. Um, I don't want to say uh, industry or the the pro life community, Arena. as it were. Yeah, movement. Just, just the movement, <laughs> the ministry of it, because. Yeah. You know, I started working just about a year ago for for a Catholic pro life community. My my career before that was in the secular world. Um, I'm a cradle Catholic, and you know, I am. I was uh, not necessarily raised with a pro life mentality, although I did not stand for abortion. Um, but you know, a, a lot of times you you hear the words about, "Hey, somebody's thinking about it," but you, and I know for me personally, I didn't always know what to say or where to go mm-hmm. or where to send somebody. Mm-hmm. And I think anybody who might be listening that could be in the same situation as, as I am, um, you know, and, and you want to know, well, where do I get the information? Who can I tell people to go to if, if you know, you, if you know somebody who's just had a child and they want to help or, or they, they have a crisis pregnancy and they want to know where can they get help? If you don't know off the off the top of your head where to send them, attend the pro the this bilingual pro life mass uh, on the twenty eighth, and then go to the ministry fair afterwards and meet all these representatives from from birth choice or from materfilius or from the Bella House or White Rose. Find out what they do because um, that's how you arm yourself with information for these people. It could be a family member, it could be a friend, it could be just somebody that you you know might meet uh, coming out of church mm-hmm, one day. Mm-hmm. Um, you never know where where the Lord is going to tap you on the shoulder and say you need to be able to, to evangelize, to speak out, to to spread my gospel in whatever way uh, that is. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where uh, an event like this, a mass like this, where mm-hmm. you can pray for life. And then afterwards, you can find out more how you can support life. And I think that's one of the great things about this event. And and and, and I encourage anybody um, that's just really kind of starting to to find out more about this because it's it's so topical. It's it's so much in the news. Uh, this is a great way to educate yourself and to arm yourself uh, as we go forward with this. Absolutely, mm-hmm. Frank. Well said. Well said. And, and Bishop Kelly uh, is a beautiful homilist too. So. There's there's that, and also at 5 p.m. on Saturday, it uh, fulfills your Sunday obligation, <laughs> which is what people people ask me that a lot. So, 
Well, we hope that we can get uh, many, many listeners here of this program to attend. Please come up and look for us after that Mass and be there and and just be blessed uh, by being in community with everybody that evening. So again, that's Saturday, October 28th at St. Patrick uh, in Dallas. And then the last thing we want to talk about today is is our uh, big welcome to Advent uh, event. <laughs> the well, official we, welcome to Advent. That's yeah. right. Now it's, it's welcome to fall yeah, right, right now, right. but this right. is welcome to Advent. <laughs> uh, I love this so event. on Saturday, November the 18th, is our annual Christ Child Marketplace and Luncheon. Uh, the gift market and luncheon will be taking place again at the Dallas uh, or the Renaissance Dallas Addison Hotel, mm-hmm. uh, right off the tollway. Um, and, um, you know, it's, it's an annual event that, again, we say it opens wide the doors to Advent, but it's, it's so much more than that because it's an opportunity to do, uh, for gift giving. There's the luncheon, which was, which is where we celebrate our gems moms, the, uh, the, the mothers who have gone through our educational program and are graduating from that. Uh, we have always a, an incredible speaker, and this year is no exception to that. But it's a great opportunity for the community to come together to support life, to support an event where we're we're um, making it possible to uh, introduce again some of some of our um, uh, uh, of the other uh, pregnancy centers and maternity homes in the area to the public uh, and raise funds that we can help them out as well as as our own Project Gabriel. Um, to to do something like that. Gerilyn, I know we're excited because we have a great speaker uh, coming in this year to talk uh, at, the, at the luncheon. We are thrilled. Pam Tebow is coming. You That's know, exciting. You've, you've heard that the Tebows are coming to Texas. Uh, Pam is coming first, right? She'll be here for the November 18th Christ Child Gift Market and Luncheon. And then her son, if anyone knows her son, Tim Tebow. Never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, be, uh, he'll be with us at the uh, 31st Annual Bishop's Pro-Life Dinner on March 23rd. So we are thrilled. Uh, Pam Tebow has a, a beautiful story for life. And I, I won't necessarily share it here. I'm going to ask everybody to come and, and join us at the luncheon on November 18th. But it's beautiful in the way that the Lord has touched her life and used her and her entire family in mission work and for people that don't, that, that lack, mm-hmm. uh, such, such a beautiful testimony. And she, impa- she impacts people all over the world. Uh, so we're really, it's such a blessing to have her as the mother, the matriarch of this family coming here when we're honoring and celebrating other women who chose life, going through the Gabriel education program and and in learning about parenting and finances and things like that, setting them up. And she's our speaker. It's it's really quite a blessing that, that this has happened this way for us. Yeah, and, and it's it's uh, amazing how, again, like she said, how she's impacted you know, the world, uh, not just with her own testimony and with, with the, the things that she's done, but then how... Her children, especially Tim, mm-hmm. have have taken that message, have taken that opportunity, and really seized upon it. Um, you know, he's he's obviously a pro life advocate, but he's so much more in terms of what his ministry is doing. And we're, I mean, we're if, if we're like extremely excited for Pam coming, we're even more excited for Tim just mm-hmm. because the message uh, between mother and son they just go they just go lockstep, and uh, it, it's really going to be a, a great time for. Of people to be involved with the community to come and support our events uh, and to um, 
and to see these two very dynamic speakers, mm. this mother and son. That, and that and we do have some us. opportunities, too. So, you know, we ask you to come and, and, and bring some friends and, and get yourself a table and come in, do some shopping for some ex, from some exclusive vendors there at the market. Uh, have lunch, participate in the drawing. We have a wonderful silent auction as well. Uh, and then we do have an opportunity for a meet and greet with Mrs. Tebow. Mm. So uh, those are for different levels of tables. So you can look at all of this on the on our website at prolifedallas.org slash luncheon we've got a uh, gold frankincense and myrrh table is that correct right yeah, there's three <laughs> levels of sponsorships a gold a frankincense that was and a frank right, yeah. that's me hey, that's that's why you hired him i earned my money that yeah, way that's when right. i came up with this but yeah there's but but uh, with the different levels it's a uh, a little bit more value for the table that you purchase and it includes the meet and greet with uh, with Mrs. Tebow, uh, maybe even an, uh, a copy of her book, uh, and um, just the, just the opportunity to, to be up close and personal with with her. Um, that information is there on our website uh, again, prolifedallasorg slash luncheon. Also, we have some incredible raffle prizes uh, that that uh, we'll be uh, offering up, including a, a bed and breakfast stay at the Nethery Estate in McKinney. Mm, uh, we'll have an, uh, an overnight stay at the. Uh, Renaissance Dallas Addison Hotel with dinner for two. We'll have a uh, handmade quilt, uh, Texas-themed, a wildflower-themed one that also includes a Texas gift basket. And then finally, we'll have a beautiful 19-inch Holy Family statue uh, from Little Angels Catholic Store. And, oh, cool. and that is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It is gorgeous. So you really can't go wrong getting a raffle ticket. Oh, yeah. All of these prizes are wonderful. And what a beautiful way to uh, usher in Advent with the with the Statue of the Holy Family. Oh, yeah. Too. And, and there's it, one other thing that you didn't mention. Uh, yes. Oh, uh, <laughs> please, go ahead. You announced that. Can I, can I announce yes, that? Go ahead, go ahead. Well, last week, Frank uh, sent me an email and said, Dave, any, you know, I forget exactly how you worded it, but can uh, KTH come and do a live broadcast at the, uh, the, the, the luncheon and marketplace? And I think uh, you probably had a response in about one and a half seconds. And I was like, <laughs> of course. Now, I think it was last year I was out of town mm-hmm. and we weren't able to do it. But, um, but oh, gosh, I mean, I, I love this event. And I just, I, I, I'm very excited to hear what Pam Tebow has to, to say. And uh, so, yeah, we, we don't know. I don't think we have the time set yet, but we're going to be there and we're going to have a live broadcast. Looking forward to it. And again, it, it's on uh, Saturday, November the 18th. The market itself is open from 9 to 3, free admission for that. The luncheon takes place at 1130, right across the hall from the marketplace. Uh, you do have to have to have reservations for that. Tickets are $65 a person. Uh, a table of ten is six hundred and twenty-five dollars. Again, you can you can purchase either individual or tables uh, there at uh, uh, prolifedallas.org/luncheon. Mm-hmm. And we also welcome sponsors mm-hmm. uh, f- for those uh, businesses, organizations, parishes that would like to sponsor this event. Uh, the proceeds do go to uh, the Project Gabriel program and the various uh, Catholic uh, maternity homes and. Uh, uh, PRCs, uh, pregnancy resource centers in the area. So sponsorship uh, money well well spent. And there's that little thing we have, which is the Cook's Nook that I know you all have enjoyed regularly, right, at Dave at, at, 
having some of the great homemade mm-hmm. food oh, yeah. that you can yeah. take that next few days right with you to Thanksgiving and act like you made it yourself. It's just always <laughs> a, always always a good thing. Wow, lots going on. So uh, th- thanks to both of you. I um, is there anything else? I I, I got to we got to get out here in about two minutes, but uh, I, not not that that wasn't enough. I mean, you guys covered a lot a lot of ground there, and I I think Susan tends to hang on until the end. Uh, Susan, if you're still there, thank you very much for that awesome update uh, on all that's going on. I'm still, I circled 4.7% that there's more that the population of Texas is going up. More babies is yes. good, right? Yes. 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 And let's, that's keep, right. let's keep the praying going. Yeah. You know, it's, it's changing yeah. hearts, changing minds, being that, that ear to listen to how we can help our neighbor uh, in our community. Yeah. And I'm so glad that your mass is on the, uh, on the, the 28th and not the 21st because there's a lot going on on the 21st. The <laughs> Texans for Life are having yes, their event. Yes. I do want to mention also on the 21st in the morning, uh, the Catholic Brothers for Christ are bringing Bass Rutin in and it's their Expiritus event and I'm very excited about this. It's going to be at Holy Trinity Catholic School in Grapevine. Ah. And right off uh, 121, Bass Rutten is a former UFC champion. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's going to be, actually be my guest next Monday oh, on this fantastic. show during, during this segment. <laughs> wow. Okay, Bass Rutten. So now he calls himself the ultimate faithful Catholic or something like that. Oh, uh, so if you're, a, if you're a man 18 or older, uh, you don't have to be Catholic, uh, please uh, go to their website. Uh, I'm trying to think of the name. It, it just you can do a search for uh, Catholic Brothers for Christ in North Texas. But that's going to be uh, in a couple of weeks on October 21st in the morning from like 8 to noon. October okay. is busy. Wow. Yeah, October, October is, is busy. busy. What a beautiful respect life yeah, month. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot, you guys. <laughs> Never you. disappoint. Lots going on. So please go to ProLifeDallas.org and find out about all the tremendous, tremendous work. Um, that you have. Have you all picked out, picked your uh, person of the year yet for uh, next next year? Is, is that no? We'll be putting the uh, nomination form on the website soon. Okay. So get ready. <laughs> <laughs> I, Thank you. Yeah. So, so happy memories of all that. So I'll have to give up my crown. Huh? <laughs> all right. Thanks, uh, Cecil. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for listening, everybody. God bless you, and we'll see you next Monday. Bye. Nine ten a.m. on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please join us next week at the same time for the next Good News Show.